0: Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in the studio with my co-host, Coach Mia.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: You're w- <laughs> welcome back. You were you were missed. Uh, producer Brandon sat in your seat uh, one week, year. and we had super producer Bray <laughs> in his seat, and now we're we're back. Uh, right. Producer I, Brandon is producer Brandon again. I Thought I was going to be co-host forever,
1: but <laughs> apparently not. Sorry, I, I did recover from the flu, so I am back. <laughs> She's back. <laughs>
0: She is back. And we were just having a really engaging conversation. If, you, if you've if you never like listened to our show before, make sure you go to 5starlife.org if you're not driving, but you're in front of a computer or smartphone. Go to 5starlife.org. We are on a mission to change the face of education, of sports, of culture by targeting the one thing that can actually move the needle. I mean, we're so frustrated with politics and economics and education and health and all these things that are happening in society. But I think there's, there's very few things we talk about that actually address anything that actually can have lasting change. And that is when you address our core operating system, our mindset. That's why Five Star Life was founded 18 years ago. It's why we exist. It's why we're reaching tens of thousands of students. And I wanted to do that plug because we, just before we, we recorded, um, I had to interrupt uh, <laughs> producer Brandon and Mia because they wanted to talk about Milky Way and uh, Three Musketeers and Snickers. All this candy. It ongoing all candy. conversation. Seems like an
2: important conversation to have. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and they were, you know, I think we're all down on, on, on the one thing that has, which one is it that doesn't have the caramel or the nuts? Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. Down on that. Uh, down. High on Snickers. Maybe no. Mia's got a face. Mia's
2: in between.
1: No, I am Payday or a Reese's peanut butter cup. If I'm ever gonna do it,
0: strong peanut flavor is what you're yes. going for. that's the common yes. theme there. Payday
2: is just packed with
1: mm. like peanuts. Okay, that's a good one. I'm
0: a
2: big peanut M&M person. Ooh. peanut M&M. Those are hard to beat. That and then the Reese sticks are good. Never they're, had them. They're like Never had it's like either. a Reese's and then it's like a it's in like a stick form. There's something else in there though. It gives it a little crunch.
1: <laughs> Something else. Per- That's right. <laughs> I just what is don't there? even want to know.
2: <laughs> Reese's were like my
0: kryptonite sore peanut M&Ms back in the day. I could eat, you know, you'd have the big four pack. Mm-hmm. I could eat multiple four packs. No no problem. They mm-hmm. were just, they They went down easy.
1: Yeah, they do go down easy.
2: That was my like pre-game superstitious <laughs> snack for a long time. Like I thought if I didn't have a peanut M&M, like the package before a game that we would lose like it was <laughs> it was a year that like varsity was undefeated like we went 20-0 in the regular season oh wow and and like i started it that way so just had to keep <laughs> oh, i had to keep gosh. doing it <laughs> at some point during that day or before the just, game like right pregame like oh wow i would go to the concession stand buy it eat it like during like the pregame warm up <laughs>
0: Well, you're not, t- tell me you're not teaching our kids to do that. that, 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 that you've, you've taken that out of what we're teaching kids with health and nutrition, right?
2: Yeah, and I don't even do it anymore. It got a little expensive. They jumped from $1 to $2 at the concession Whoa. stand. Wow.
0: Hey, we, we got a great, actually, topic lined up. It has nothing to do with candy. Um, it has everything to do with, if you tuned in last, uh, to the last segment, last podcast, last show, we introduced this idea of, of how to master conflict, and conflict is everywhere. We have it a, at every turn. It seems like you wake up in conflict, you go to bed in conflict, you turn the TV, there's conflict, you go to work, there's conflict, you come back home, there's conflict, it, it's everywhere. So rather than just kind of live status quo... We wanted to teach a series to kids and how to master this process called conflict. If you're going to have conflict your whole life, why not learn how to master it so you can navigate it well with confidence instead of running from it, cringing, blowing up, all the different responses. And in the last um, segment we talked about, the number one source of conflict is me. It starts within. Mm. So it's our own inner conflict. If we don't address that, um, <laughs> there's a problem because that conflict spills out on other people. Today, we want to follow up by, by diving a little deeper and just talking about the fact that, because there's this idea that if I, let's say I'm, I'm really good at dealing with conflict, and let's say I'm a really respectful person, and there's no question that people that treat others with respect, they're probably going to have less conflict. But some people think, well, if I do everything perfect, I won't have conflict. It's not true because there's just mean people out there. There's people that do mean things on purpose. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that have their own inner conflict. And sometimes we mistake a mean person, a disturbed person for somebody that's just, they've got all kinds of inner conflict. Mm -hmm. It's not even you. You think, what did I do? Well, you did nothing. But you're in the middle
2: of conflict now. Because they let things bother them throughout the day or something like Like they're taking something out personally on you. Correct.
0: So one of the examples we give kids is, let's say you have a student named Isaiah. And Isaiah wakes up and as he's getting ready for school, his mom and sibling or mom and dad, somebody in the house, there's conflict. They're yelling, they're screaming, whatever. And even though it's not Isaiah's problem, he's, t- he's taking that energy in and if he doesn't know how to deal with conflict there's just this edge this irritation because um, have you ever noticed that when you're around conflict it rubs it, it just your the hair in the back of your neck you, there's this tension there's this it just sticks to you so, so so Isaiah starts his day there and then you know he's he's going to school he walks in the door and somebody's holding the door for the people in front of him but doesn't hold it for him and Who knows if it's intentional or not, but he's just, he's irritated. So he's like, they didn't hold the door for me. Just one more little irritation. And it's amazing how we as human beings, we're we're like garbage trucks. When it comes to experiences and conflict and having an edge, those things, it's almost like the yelling in the morning. It's like he put it in the back his of his garbage truck. The person doesn't hold the door. It's almost like he's he's not throwing a tantrum then and there, but it's sticking to him. It's going in the back. And he walks in the door. Everything seems fine on the out outside. But inside, there's some stuff he's carrying. And then, he, you know, second period, he's tired. He didn't sleep well because there was more whatever going on. He Didn't get to bed in time. And so so now he falls asleep in class and his teacher, you know, wakes him up and he's embarrassed and everybody's laughing at him. And, and now there's just a little more conflict. He's embarrassed. He's kind of irritated with the teacher. He's you know, irritated that people are laughing at him. He takes that and puts that in the back. Well, by the time you know twelve thirty olds around, he's walking back to class from lunch, and somebody accidentally bumps into him, all of a sudden, Isaiah, all that frustration, that pent-up frustration, spills out on, let's say, this, this person that bumps him. His name is, is Kevin. All of a sudden, Isaiah just explodes. in Kevin, what do you do? Watch where you're going. Maybe even punches them or hit, pushes them. But yeah. words come out. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. You're whatever. And Kevin, Kevin is this is the this is where we find ourselves sometimes with people. We're Kevin. We're <laughs> we're innocent bystander. Maybe we bump someone. Maybe we rub someone the wrong way. Maybe we give them the wrong look. But. But now we're being exploded on, and it's so easy in those moments to be like, what did I do? And now Kevin's got a decision to make. Am I going to take this experience with Isaiah, and am I going to carry that, or am I going to handle that? And so what we teach kids is this there's, this: there's a better way. There's just a much better way to deal with this. And we have this mantra here in our office, it's part of our training. It's it's part of our daily work life here. And in the four words, and I learned these from a, a mentor of mine, when I was going through this weirdest time in my life, um, I, I was being uh, lied about, like publicly lied about by a boss. And it was just the weirdest thing. And so I was offended and people were coming to my aid saying they're there and comforting me. And I was just kind of hurt and I was offended and I was frustrated. I couldn't understand it. And uh, a really wise mentor came to me. He's like, I told him the sob story. And instead of giving me a there there, he's like, Seth, I'm going to give you four words that will change your life. He's like, probably the four most important words. Like if you're you're in your mid-20s, you want to be a leader someday. You get these four words and live by them you will be a massive leader. You'll be able to work with people, deal with conflict and lead at a high level. The four words are refuse to be offended. It was like, he smacked me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was comforting me, probably coddling me. Cause nothing anybody else said was even helpful to me. It kept me stuck. He's like, Seth refuse to be offended. Move on. <laughs> this is this person's problem. Is this true what he's saying? No. Does anybody else think it's true? Nobody thinks it's true, except for maybe some people that don't know me. Then move on. Hmm. Don't carry that. We have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to unpack this.
1: Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at 5starlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch.
0: Welcome back to the 5 Star Life Show. I'm Coach Seth, your host. I'm joining the studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you. And we've got producer Prannan. Thank you. Back here. And we're just talking about this idea of, you know, some people are like garbage trucks where all throughout the day... Everything that doesn't go their way sticks to them. It's like they put it in the back of their garbage truck, and enough of that piles up. At some point, when you bump into somebody, the garbage is going to spill over onto whoever you're around. And in talking about conflict, this is a problem.
2: That's just, a hard, that's just such a tough way to go through your day, like to just let every little thing build up like that. The more I think about, well, as you were talking, I'm just like, man, that is a brutal way to just live your day or live your life is to let that stuff pile up like that.
1: Sure. But I don't think most people even realize right. that they're doing that.
2: I think we're, we're quick to justify why we're mad or why we're, up, why we're upset about the person not holding the door open mm-hmm. or the person who yelled at me or the person who bumped into me. I think we're quick to just uh, rationalize why that happened or why we're upset about that happening.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that some, some massive stereotypes here, but like men, typically the way our brains are wired, we have like these boxes. We have these boxes where we can just stuff it into one of the boxes and move on. And we think we're good. Mm-hmm. When really we're not necessarily good, it's still there. Women, there's a book out there <laughs> that talks about the idea that like men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. And so, you know, women's minds, it's all tangled up. And so sometimes, you know, women come across as like the mean girl syndrome, like, why are you so mad? Well, because everything's intertwined. If something is going on, it's hard just to untangle that because it's in the mix of spaghetti, right? So the idea of not pushing it down and not letting it sit and ruin the rest of your day, it's a simple concept, this refusing to be offended thing. But it's actually harder to flesh out when biologically we're wired a certain way and it takes massive intentionality.
1: So how long did it take you from once that, you know, you were told that to really like let it sink in and, and actually, I guess, put it to practice or into practice?
0: I, you know, I don't know how long it took me. I know it wasn't like overnight. It wasn't like he told me that and I'm like, oh, good. I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I was first of all offended by him telling me to refuse <laughs> to be offended. I was a little ticked off, like honestly. I was like, this guy doesn't understand. Seriously. It probably took me three days to grasp what he was saying because I literally just thought this guy doesn't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And that's one of the interesting parts of life. We have some of those people that are truth tellers. They're, they're sages, they're mentors, and they bring us these truths about our situation. And we, we think they don't get us or they don't like us in those moments. And we're offended by their advice. So it it took me a little while, right, to, to grasp what he was saying. Once I grasped it, then I had to deal with, okay, but I've already got probably a good two weeks of the there there's, of all the commiseration, the people that are comforting me, the me mulling over how wrong it was. I've already like basically grown a tree in my head of pain and hurt and offense that it's not like I can just snap my fingers and it goes away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I had to learn that, okay, today I'm going to refuse to be offended. I'm going to let this go. So I'm not going to talk about this to anybody today. Like I literally had to make a conscious effort. Like I'm not going to, because there are certain people in your life that they love to bring those things. Hey, how's that going with this situation? Mm-hmm. And I either had to give in and start talking, which there's this, there's this um, really deceptive comfort that we find in in talking about negativity. There's this hit of dopamine that, that actually makes us feel good, but it's a false thing because it's, negative. it's a negative hit in our brain because it's teaching us a negative habit. So even though it makes us feel connected in the moment to that person and we feel good, we walk away with what? Negativity. We feel slimed. We don't feel good. Nothing's been solved. We're still just, we've stirred up all the angst again. And now we're living in that again.
2: Refuse to be offended has always been like, I've taught this probably three or four times. And every time I teach it, I tell whoever I'm implementing it with, this is a hard, like one of the hardest lessons we, we try to teach in terms of like actually applying it to your life, because it's so easy to, to get upset and, and go talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like something bad happens to me at work or something bad happens to me in my day-to-day life, the first thing I wanna do is go tell someone about how this bad thing happened. And I think, I mean, since teaching the lesson four times, I constantly try to catch myself, like, something bothered me and I, I wanna go say something about it and I have to catch myself of, y- you know what, I can I can drop this, or it's really that, like, that talking to someone about it, like, I don't wanna be the person who's just coming to people talking about negative things all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the the give and take of it. And it's really just a hard one that you have to, every time it comes up, you have to think about it and remind yourself that, you know what, I'm going to refuse to be offended here.
1: I think, I mean, you have to really practice it mm-hmm. and how great that we get to practice it all the time, but, um, because it force, if you can't let it go, then it forces you to address the conflict. Like, you know, I got to go talk to this person. And I think, especially in the workplace, I think it's very helpful because we don't let things just fester and you can't, it, when you have that culture, you really can't go to too many people because they're like, you know what, go, go talk to the person you're talking about. Don't talk to me.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you're trying to get advice on how to deal with it, that's one thing, right? That's huge. Mm-hmm. But physiologically, when you look at what neuroscience is finding more and more, there's something really, really powerful about, you know, really being intentional in the moment because it, you're liber- literally either giving that, uh, that seed, every thought is a seed. So when you're offended, or when you choose not to be offended, you have this experience. And as soon as you say, I'm not going to be offended by this, and, and you you go into logic and reasoning. So now you're sorting out, how do I deal with this? Am I, am I going to let this uh, sit and get, am I going to let myself get angry or upset or bitter or offended? Or am I going to give that person grace or a pass? Or is there something I actually have to do with this? I mean, is this something like, where I this needs to be addressed? You can think logically what you're doing in your brain is you're giving yourself uh, great uh, seeds. You're planting the right seeds to solve problems and to be creative and to move forward. But if you just get offended, you're planting that that seed of offense and anger and hurt and bitterness. And then the more you think about it, the more that grows. So, one of two things is going to grow when there's conflict either you're going to go into problem solving mode or you're going go to go into offense and hurt and bitterness. One of two things is going to grow. And whatever you choose, it sprouts.
1: It's a good way to put it.
0: So, so this idea that we can literally just start to—and I—I actually sometimes I practice this. Literally, I'll have an interaction with with someone in a meeting or whatever, and I'll literally walk out the door, and I was like, I was kind of shake, <laughs> and it's just my way of reminding my body, my mind, my soul, like. Do not, do not like let this go, right? Think about what you could have done differently. Think about what you could have done to contribute to the the, the response you got. Like th- look internally, right? Get better, but shake off the negativity because a lot of times it just came from them. Their own inner conflict is spilling out, out on me and I'm not going to carry that. And that's, I've, that's really helpful to me.
1: But Coach Seth, I'm a person that feels so deeply. I can't do that I I have to you know I, I have to carry that. I mean what do you tell those people?
0: I, I just say you're, you' you don't have to you can feel very deeply but choosing to let's just look at I, I love this illustration because it makes a lot of sense and I think this is physiologically a reality when you choose to feel that offense. You're choosing to open the door to just, it's, it's like a cloak is just a cloak of offenses wrapping around you. <laughs> and what happens, it seals you up when you open the door, right? Mm-hmm. It, and so you think you need to feel it, but what's happening is you're wearing it and then it attracts all kinds of other negativity, right? It's a door that, and for people that are listening that maybe have experienced that, what I'm saying, it rings true because it starts with the fence, but then it leads to, Hurt, and then it might lead to anger or bitterness, and then your whole perspective about that person changes, and you go down this whole path about how poor of a person they are, just like that. So, I would say, don't don't wear the coat. Take it off. Don't stick your head in the sand, but don't wear the coat. We got to take another break. We'll be right back after this.
3: Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G.
0: Welcome back to The Five Star Life Show. I'm your ho- host. That was a tough word to say. It's <laughs> it's very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am your host. big one. Coach Seth, and I'm joining the studio
2: <laughs> with Coach
0: Mia. And,
1: and Coach Brandon. Producer
2: Brandon. Coach Brandon, Producer Brandon, mm-hmm. Co-host Brandon, whatever <laughs> we want to call me.
0: And, and we're we're talking about conflict, and you know, number one, number one source of conflict is us. Just when we have inner conflicts, that battle between the person we want to be, our ideal vision of who we want to be, and our feared self. And when we function as our the worst version of ourselves instead of the best, that's when we have inner conflict because we know we're better than that, and we feel shame. And then when we interact with other people, it spills out in them. But today, we're talking about what do you do when people, uh, like their conflict spills over on you when you're in conflict with somebody else? How can you choose not to take that and carry that with you, but to refuse to be offended? You both have, have, have are familiar with this. Obviously, Brandon uh, is a teacher, has um, applied this, has taught this lesson. Mia, you've been uh, with Five Star since the beginning. Uh, so... How how have you taken this, and, and especially even from, like, you think about a, a female perspective or even a business perspective, how, how have you applied this to your life?
1: Well, it hasn't been easy, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am a person that was offended and still gets offended and has to remind myself to not be offended. But um, I think for me, I've just learned to, like, attack it. Just do it. You know, if I, I feel like something's off or somebody misunderstood me or I've misunderstood them, it's like, come on, let's, let's just have this conversation. Um, now, so it may, sometimes it's not right away. It might be a day, but I, I do it. I make myself do this. And then it's like, whew, you know, I, I feel lighter. And hopefully, you know, the air is cleared.
0: And I think and I've watched I've watched the evolution uh, because part of this is getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's self awareness is a big part of this. So sometimes it's not great to address it right away because you're not in the right state of mind, right? And so knowing yourself well enough to say, yeah, I'm going to hit this right now, or now I'm going to wait and, and process this a little bit logically, and then when I'm not triggered, <laughs> I then want to address this with this person. And you're very you're very good at that. Um, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing when somebody can address something. With frankness. it's how you build respect. It's the craziest thing because you in our minds we would think that addressing something in conflict in, in we're not going to be offended but something does need to be addressed. we often our brains fear that uh, that confrontation. But when it's done well and done right the way you, you're talking about, it's it's this wonderful thing where you gain more respect because you get to build a relationship. Anytime you go through conflict with someone and you can persevere through it, it always strengthens, you really always strengthens, you end up stronger. The opposite happens if you give up, you don't have a relationship, right? You don't have trust.
2: Yeah, I, I was just thinking like that's a huge skill that if you can be almost in conflict with someone or take on confrontation and get out of it. In almost uh, in a peaceful way, or in a way that it's settled, that's just such a huge valuable skill um, to be able to do that. Absolutely,
1: I think too. You said you know you're. This is the year of love. Um, I truly try to get to a place of of love, even if it's just for myself, um, before I enter into those. And I've had to learn. Trust me, I've done them when I'm still offended, and it's not good. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's, it's this situation we talked about in the first segment when, when it's not done in love, then it's just, you know, it's our garbage truck then is where well, now it's just a battle of garbage, yeah. right? And most of the time in those situations, the main issue isn't even being addressed. It's all surfacey. It's all, it's all, everything's stirred up. And so we don't get anywhere. I, I love that Mia. And and we're either going to respond in conflict out of fear, Right. At the core of it is, we feel like we're being attacked. Absolutely, we don't feel safe. We we feel judged. We feel pressured. We feel mistreated. We feel uh, invaluable or not valued. And, and, or we get to that place of love where we're secure, we're grounded, we're we're totally whole and complete in ourselves. So then we can address it and not be in the middle of it necessarily emotionally.
2: I think that's a big the the big part is being whole with yourself and comfortable with yourself to the fact that you know what, I'm not going to let that bother me. I know who I am. I know my value and understanding that is going to help you not let that bother you. I think that's a huge part to that.
0: And you can listen when you're mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can actually listen to the other person. And it, it's amazing. We were just having this conversation. Um, our snap program, um, so it's it's kids and their parents that are part of this program. Uh, the kids have gotten into some some minor, you know, trouble, and so they go through this program. It's really powerful. But one of the students was just saying, <clears throat> "Yeah, when 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 there's conflict, I'm learning. This program has taught me how to take a breath and and just calm myself before I really enter the fray." And it's helped my relationship with my dad. It's helped my, you know, we have parents saying how it's much it's helped them process relationships with their kids. So it's a it's a very powerful, powerful thing.
1: And think about it, a breath. <laughs> if we would all take one breath, and we don't, because we're immediately, you want to just tear into that person. Yeah.
2: I mean, I've always looked, like most of our lessons in some facet, like we ask people to pause. And just that, that pause and think about whatever it is, whether it's refuse to be offended, whatever lesson we're talking about, in some way we're asking you to kind of stop and just think about your how you're going to respond. Are you going to respond or are you going to react? And I think that pause allows you to really take in how you want to handle those situations, and it just completely changes your mindset.
1: I think that's important too. Like In the world of texting and emailing, you really got to take a pause. <laughs> Before you hit send, um, too. So,
0: one hundred percent. Because <laughs> so when it's in writing, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. You can't un, can un, un, unsend it. Can't unsee it. Uh, it's there. Um, th- there is something really, um, really powerful a- a- about the, the the human physiological brain. We are so brilliant, honestly. When we give ourselves a, a chance to solve a problem. 90, 95% of the time, we have a really quick solution for what we should do. But often, we, we we get so overwhelmed with the emotion that that we often want to then go share it with somebody else, right? We, we want to go t- talk to somebody else about it so that they come to our side. And it's like, that is a massive sign of insecurity, right? We need to go get somebody else. And it's like, no, just just pause, take a breath. What do I need to do? There's this inner strength that we all possess, that we don't tap into enough but the pause is powerful absolutely so I, I want to encourage you if if you're listening to this show it's been helpful uh, we would love to hear from you go to our website five star it's the word five the word star the word life.org and there's a contact us section. We would love to hear from you. If you have uh, topics, content, things you'd love us to dive into, uh, or you're interested in bringing five-star life in our curriculum or programs to a school near you, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to partner with you to really impact your community. Uh, also want to give a quick a quick little word about the app that's coming. out. we've been working on this for years and we're very close to delivering an app directly to parents and families where you can go through this content for kids Um, in your home. Your whole family can have these conversations. There's discussion questions. It's kind of like a lob up. It's kind of like we're lobbing it up for you to connect. And whether it's detention centers, whether it's public schools, teachers, probation officers, they all say this is like, the secret sauce to just building connections and having great dialogue. But then also y- you're having conversations that drive the change in mindset. That's going to create uh, success for your kids. FiveStarLife.org.
1: The other thing we do not talk about is that we turn this radio show into a podcast.
0: Yes. So we're on literally like virtually every podcast platform you can imagine, whether it's Apple music or Spotify. And I don't know. Amazon, Google, that. Yeah, there you
2: go. Um, Podbean, just about any if wherever you want to listen to a podcast you can listen to our podcast
0: and we've got tons of shows loaded in there
2: so you can you know and it's up can, to you, date so if you're hearing it on the radio it's it's uploaded into all of those podcast apps the same time same day
0: yep you can search it and um, share it with your friends all right we gotta uh,
2: we gotta go we're out of time Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to 5starlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids.
0: Welcome back to the 5 Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. I'm joined here with my my co-host, Coach Mia. She's back.
1: I'm still the co-host.
0: And And we've got producer Brandon and we've got super producer or actually director of basketball operations, Coach Bray.
3: Hi, I'm back. Substitute producer, you know, a lot of titles around here.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of conflict. You've got a lot going on. So, you know, that's the whole theme of this show today. We've been talking about conflict. And uh, when I first brought you back on when, you know, there was some conflict even now because right now I can't even see Brandon. You're you're blocking my view, so I feel a little conflicted about that. Um, And and he's staring lasers in the back of your head right now. So, so Bray, um, we've been talking about conflict. In basketball there's never conflict though. You don't have to worry about that with with athletes. There's no conflict in the games or practice with coaches between parents and kids. None of that happens, right?
3: Nope. Never. Referees, <laughs> nothing.
0: It's not it's not a good environment for kids to learn how to deal with these things. It's not there's not like it's not loaded with teachable moments and life lessons.
3: You know, if you can't sense the sarcasm in coach Seth's <laughs> voice here, um, absolutely. What an what an example it would be to to help a kid deal with conflict.
0: It's why research says parents, grandparents, get your kids, your grandkids involved in sports. Like the graduation rates are higher. Their academic performance is higher. Their chance of going to college goes up. Um, uh, The chance of using drugs or alcohol or getting addicted to anything goes way down. So sports is a big deal. It's why we founded Five 2 Sports five years ago.
3: Yeah, and to me, like team and peer accountability is where kids, to me... Like, that's where the most growth is. Like, as a coach, you hold kids accountable. Parents, you hold your kids accountable. But it's funny because a million times parents will tell me, I tell them the same thing, but they don't listen to me. But they'll listen to you. Like, I get that all the time. Multiple times a week I have parents tell me that. And it's like, well, yeah, that's great. But what's even more powerful is when they realize, when they let their teammates down, how that impacts them. And, like, to me, that's where you grow the most is – Nothing hurt me more growing up when I was playing sports than when I knew I let my teammate down. And there was just something about that that drove me even further than a coach could, ultimately.
0: What got you into basketball?
3: Oh, man. It's actually an f- uh, interesting story. Baseball used to be my number one sport. Um, I actually got injured in an all-star game the summer before my freshman year. I broke my humeral head off of my humerus. So my humeral head is the, like the ball on the top of your shoulder.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah, I dove for a. It was a. I dove for a fly ball that was like a tweener in between me and left and the right. shortstop, and I, I dove and I saw him out of the corner of my my last second, and I tried to avoid him. And instead of diving, laying on your chest and sort of sliding across, I curled up and shoulder straight in the ground, mm-hmm. snapped it off, and then, so that ended my baseball career. And I had played basketball, but I had never put in like the time that I did for baseball, and. So I got into really into basketball by ending my baseball career (laughs) and then I fell in love with it. So
0: very cool. Uh, What would you say to parents, grandparents, people in the community that are thinking about getting their kids involved in, in youth sports and especially basketball?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I would say regardless of what sport it is, just, just get them involved in a team environment and, and let them be coached in their sport and their life by a different perspective. Um, you know, there's a lot of value. We, we have, look, we keep competitive rosters together. And then we also have these opportunities for players that are practice player opportunities that sometimes kids and parents don't truly understand the value of it. And it's like, have your kid come here, work with, work with players that are better than them. That's going to elevate their game. And they're going to get coached by a different perspective. And just like offer as many different outlets to your kids as possible. Um, now, you have to find the right programs and the right people to surround them with, no doubt. And there's probably going to be some trial and error involved with that. You know, um, I have young kids. I'm sure I'll figure that out. But ultimately, like, that would be the biggest thing to me is is get them around <coughs> kids and get them around other people that lead kids. And, and it will only help them.
0: And we have something for everybody, right? I mean, from young kids that are just, they've never really tried this sport before to travel season, which is upon us for middle school and high school.
3: 100%. We have, we literally just finished our league that was for first through fourth graders, which is very elementary, very introductory. Uh, we also just finished our league for fifth through eighth graders, which are our three on three leagues. So we simultaneously were running those programs. And then now we're working towards um, our travel programming, uh, which is our the most competitive things that we do. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Any level of skill, even our travel teams, like we'll have groups that Kids, kids and parents and families just want their kid to have an opportunity to develop their skills. And you may not be the best player in your school. You may not be the best player. What It doesn't matter. If you want an opportunity to get better, we've been able to provide those. And, look, we put you in tournaments that are relevant to your skill level so that you're not going to go and get, you know, playing against competition that you shouldn't. And, you know, ultimately, that's how you grow your game. And And so those opportunities are there for sure.
1: Have, I know we've talked about this in the past, but like, so I know we're different, but our curriculum is actually implemented into this program. So do you want to yes. talk a little bit about that? or coach Brandon can talk about it too.
3: Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's involved in everything we do travel team wise, our youth leagues, our first and fourth grade. I mean, I told some stories last time I was on about some of the kids during curriculum and what that looked like. And it was, it was awesome. Um, so absolutely um, this, this summer, we're going to do six lessons. We've, we've put that together right Brandon what's our theme
2: Uh, there's not like a really good overall theme we're doing restore but um, focusing on being the best version of themselves um, setting some goals a vision and taking some action into those goals so it's really about uh, one how can we be the best version of ourselves and then two what vision do we have for that Mm -hmm. and then taking some action and we're going to kind of take them through that process
0: I love that I there is not an I, and I, I hope somebody emails me with something that says different. Like I'd love for you to find another program, not just in the region, not just the state, in the country, that is actually going to not just pl- bounce the basketball and go play some basketball, but that's going to actually help them develop skill. We have a curriculum to help them develop individually, but then we have this curriculum that's going to actually teach them what does it mean to be a part of a team. <laughs> How do we set team goals? What do we want to experience this summer? I mean, this is stuff that it's like mastermind groups that CEOs pay a lot of money to do this stuff with their businesses. And they're learning this at a young age. So these are powerful principles.
3: No doubt about it. And all of it relates to team concepts. All of it relates to being a part of a team and also individually in their lives. I mean, these these kids are going to take massive steps forward and, and, and be prepared for, for things that, you know, other programs aren't preparing them for. And that's life. I mean, it, life's hard, man. It's uh it's, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing, yeah, there's great moments, right. But there's, it's a, it's up and down and you've got to be able to handle those up and downs.
0: So I'm going to brag on bray uh, a little bit. So 27 teams in 2022, the largest travel basketball program uh, by far in the area, um, in Northern Indiana period and growing. So you just had tryouts for girls. Boys tryouts are coming out for our travel season. Uh, are, are, is this something that just anybody can show up to register for?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, excuse me. Um, our boys tryouts are coming up March 15th and 18th. Anybody can register to sign up and compete and play. I don't care if you got cut from your high school team, your junior high team, come, we'll, we'll figure out a way to develop you and get you better. Um, obviously, we and that, that goes back to, we have you know teams of every skill level. We, we want to compete at the absolute highest level at the same time, which we're going to have teams that play on the Adidas gauntlet this year. Um, we just booked some flights last week. We're going to Houston and we're going to Charlotte and we're going to Omaha as a part of the tour of the Adidas gauntlet. So super exciting stuff. And then, yeah.
0: That's, that's not for our fifth grade team. Correct. That's, <laughs> correct. that's for
3: our highest level high school team of, of you know, the freshman, sophomore, junior. Uh, you know, our fifth graders are, are staying around here playing where they should. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but our girls, I mean, our girls program is, 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 is just, I love where we are and our momentum with it. I was telling a coach last night at our tryout, man, there was a time two years ago where, you know, we were primarily a boys program and like we we threw a girls team together when there was interest. And, you know, since we've started to emphasize it and push it, you know, we've gone in two years from having 16, 20 girls show up to a tryout to we had 99 at our tryouts wow. the last two days here. And, you know, we're going to go from last summer we had six girls teams. We're looking, if we can find a fifth grade girls coach, we're, we'll be looking at nine girls teams this year. So
0: <laughs> little plug for those basketball minded people that maybe you've, have a passion for coaching, have a passion for kids, and you haven't used that that gift in a while. This is an on-ramp to get back involved.
3: 100%, 100%. So, yeah, it was just cool seeing how we're getting so much deeper at some of, on some of these grades and we have some we have some nice young players, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th grade that like this the momentum should only continue. Um and 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 we're just super excited about. We have some amazing coaches involved. Um our high school staff, Brandon's a part of that. Obviously, he's, he's on staff at Edwardsburg High School. They've been wildly successful. Coach Poe Buto, who's the head women's varsity coach at Edwardsburg, is coaching our sophomore team. He's been at Edwardsburg for eight years and has almost won 200 games already. Wildly, wow. wildly successful. Wow. And then we have Jamie Applegate, who's on staff at Goshen College. Um, that's a, a NAI Crossroads League program. She's going to coach our freshman girls. And then we have Tracy Bloodworth, who is a former division one head coach for six years at Valpo. Um, she's on staff she's coaching our eighth grade girls. It's an unbelievable coaching staff. So great opportunity for those girls.
0: So, you know, you can pick this up. All programs may have a basketball involved, but talk about the totally different levels of excellence in implementation. And it's amazing how that level of expertise and experience totally dictates the the type of experience you can have as a, as a player and as a family causing kids to not even want to play the game. So, uh, Bray, keep up the amazing work. We have just a few seconds. Any, any final words? I would just say
3: keep an eye. Spring break will be here before we know it. We're going to have a ton of programming over spring break. Keep an eye on our social media pages, our website. We're going to do a ton of stuff for kids over spring break for those kids that are in town. So keep an eye on that. Okay. And where do they go? Five starbasketball.org.
0: Five starbasketball.org. That's awesome. Bray, thanks for joining us. It's gonna be a great season. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week. And remember, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere podcasts are played. Go to five starlife.org.
3: At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you're interested in being a part of our journey, please visit 5starlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.